Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How are y'all feeling about Who, your, your marriage? So oh, far? so far so good. We've been taking things like slow. Um, honestly, like I've said, I'm not used to that. I'm used to like an aggressive person. Yeah, by nature, I'm not like a very aggressive person. Yeah. Whatever. Do you think there's one thing that you've noticed that you're like, ah, that must be the reason that we got paired up? Honestly, like at first, I almost like just in the back of my head because he's so different from anyone I've ever dated. I was just kind of like, like, I don't understand. Like, in my head, that was like my secret thoughts, but it's cool. Like, we're both like, you know, we've been having a really good time just talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. site y'all we are on day three of marriage and this episode is basically just you know they're on the honeymoon they go on little dates and they meet up as a group together and that's really basically it um you know it's really like kind of the time to get to know your partner more maybe get more you know like a little bit deeper into their dating history their romantic history and all that in the beautiful resort in Mexico. I really want to go to that place. Like, I know technically I could probably go now because Mexico is basically the only country that's open to America for travel. Isn't that ironic? Hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, the idea of like being able to dive into that river 
really sounds like a lot of fun. Anyway, we start off the episode with Amelia and Bennett. They're just like having breakfast and giving each other goo-goo eyes and talking about how lucky they are to have been matched with one another. And there really wasn't too much about the scene except for Amelia asked Bennett why he signed up for Married at First Sight. And he was like, you know, I just YOLO, you know, like you only love once. And Amelia's like, that's not, that's not what YOLO means. means you only live once, Bennett. But, you know, she she's so into him that she, you know, just let it go. Um, then we get to Miles and Karen. And Karen asks Miles over breakfast if he's ever lived with a woman because she's never lived with anybody. And he said, yeah, but it was just like a roommate situation. They're sitting in chairs. I don't know who designed this. <laughs> this hotel but the chairs that they're sitting in are so big that they look like honey i shrunk the newlyweds like why were they so like miles looked like he was a good five four i and i don't feel like he is um karen basically is like you know what i'm kind of afraid of moving in with a man and like what if i need like time and separation like what do i do how do i say that in a nice way like do i just put a sock on the door like what's the deal uh, but, you know, Miles is really, like, amenable to Karen, except for one thing, but which we'll get into later. <laughs> so get into Christine and Henry, Christina and Henry, and, you know, another silent meal together. And Christina finally breaks the ice by being like, so do you like hanging out with me? And Miles is like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not like Woody and Amani, but, you know. Christina's like, well, you know what? I I don't think it's fair for us to compare like us with other couples and comparisons. Really, the FIFA joy, and he agrees. They end up going kayaking, and <laughs> Christina very quickly gives up on paddling. So Henry, she's in the front. Henry's in the back, and Henry takes the lead. He's like, you know, she wasn't really doing that well. So really, just kind of prefer doing it on my own. And, Christina's like, oh, are you having fun? And Henry goes, well, I'm doing all the work, but that's really what marriage is, right? And like, Henry, sweetie, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, at least he's talking, though. I will say at least he's opened his mouth and he's partially making eye contact with people, like baby steps. We're really getting there. So they're still in the kayak and she's like, oh, do you want to like jump out and take a little swim? And he's like, I don't think I know how to swim. And Christina's horrified. This, where has this man been? Like, has he even left the house? New, or New Orleans to me, like, I have never been there, shockingly, but it's very clear that they have like it's such a rich culture and it seems like, you know, everybody's open-minded and adventurous to a certain extent and like, you know, they have a good time and there's so many cultures and so, you know, so much there that it's just hard to see that, like, a guy, I guess this guy has been living there his whole life or at least around New Orleans. It's surprising to me that this is the result of a lifetime of living in proximity to New Orleans. Henry's a very, uh, special man. We'll say that. Um, Christina says, you know what, I'm going to, it's my vow. I vow to teach you how to float. And, and she's like, you know, how are you feeling? Is the strip relaxing? And he's like, well, 
I don't really think I can get more calm. And Christina's like, yeah, you're right. Because honestly, like, sometimes I wonder if you even have a pulse. <laughs> Same girl. Um, we are finally treated to the scene of him trying to get out of the kayak and almost tripping into the water. He's like, I almost killed myself. Y'all, the water was maybe calf deep. There were several people around to help him out of the kayak. Trained professionals. <laughs> this seems to be a... We're getting more of Henry's personality. And that personality seems to be just afraid of everything. And a complete hypochondriac. More on that later. So moving on to Woody and Imani. They are love, 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 love. Imani says like... You know, they're able to have these, like, open conversations and really, like, kind of dig deep with each other and really have, like, a great discourse with one another. And it's really going well. Like, better than I can think of with any couple on the show in terms of their communication. And they, she kind of hits the nail on the head later. But she's talking to him and she's like, you know what, I really want to have sex with you. But honestly, like, I'm not really that experienced. And I just, like, are you going to be able to help coach me? Because, like, I want to, you know, do the right things, please my man, etc. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit more experienced. I'm happy to help. <laughs> but, you know, like, um, you know, just I'm, I'm happy to help. And then he humps the air and goes, bow, 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 <laughs> which was a choice. A real choice. Um, they then join Amelia and Bennett to go swimming. And they're having a great time with each other. They clearly paired these couples up because they're the two couples that are doing best with one another. And Woody... <laughs> Woody, um, you know, addresses the elephant in the room, so to speak, and says yeah, like, we're having a great time. I really like Amelia and Bennett, but, like, does he have to go swimming with his jaws on? <laughs> and they pan down. And Bennett is rocking some, you know, blue Hanes. Uh, okay. And, you know, listen. How do I explain this? I am an investigative journalist, and I am also... I possess a quality a fifth, sixth sense, if you will, of being able to determine whether a gentleman might have, you know, just like, I see potential, if you will, if, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. And I gotta say, if, uh, if Bennett's a grower, Amelia's good on you, girl. You're going to have some fun there, I think. <laughs> Woody jumps into the water, into the pool, and pulls a full Kim Kardashian, loses his wedding ring. Fortunately, Imani's really cool with it, and Woody's actually really impressed. He's like, I really kind of thought that she might flip out, but she's totally cool with it. I mean, it's not like she paid for it, you know? Probably just get another one on production staff, <laughs> to be honest with you. But... He thinks that this is like a great sign and an indication of how she reacts and how she deals with 
uh, you know, high pressured situations. He's like, I'm excited if this is how she acts. And I think any like potential, potential issues that we are going to have, any fights that we're going to have, are probably going to be pretty chill. Like we're going to be able to communicate with each other pretty well. Amani is so cool with it. They go back to the room and she's like, do you want to get in the shower with me? And he's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> so then we get to Olivia and Brett. They wake up and Olivia's asking Brett about his last relationship. And he said it was last year. And she asks, like, oh, like, what's your dating strategy? Like, do you date, like, girls that you've met in real life? Do you use the apps? Or are you on dating sites? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I use all that. Like, basically, I, I like to use apps for, like, efficiency reasons, which is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> like, efficiency. Young man. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, just, it's just like a numbers game to you. That would have been like, I would have been like, take my mic off. I got to go right now. Olivia, it turns out, has not dated in three and a half years. And Brett, of course, finds that very odd, which is fair when he says it again. Like, I just think it's odd for you to have been single for three and a half years and go straight from that to marriage. Like, she's not dated anybody, not gone on a single date. And okay, maybe. I, maybe I'll, I will give you that. Then Brett reveals when Olivia asks that his last date was two days before he ended up getting matched for the show. And Olivia's like, well, what was y'all's deal? It turns out it was a second date. And Olivia's like, well, okay, obviously there was like a little bit of interest there. Did you like her? What do you think like it would have gone further had you not been matched for the show? And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, there was potential for a third date, but I didn't pursue it because I got matched. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, two dates, like you can get over that because that, that's, that's early. That's early in the game to, you know, and clearly Brett is a complete love rat. So like, what does a date really mean to him? He doesn't really seem to date with intention. He seems to date with I I don't even know what the word would be like date, just a date. Like, I don't think it seems like he views being with a woman as like a status symbol and not like as a, as something that like he wants to do because he's in a place in his life where he wants a woman there. Like, I think his ego has been so bruised by the fact that his ex fiance cheated on him that like, he's like trying to prove a point by like being like, oh yeah, like I can get a girl. You know what I mean? It's not like I want to date because I really have made space for somebody in my life. That's, that's how I feel. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They do bond, Olivia and Brett, over the fact that, like, they, neither of them really had, like, their families didn't have a ton of money when they grew up. And so they kind of had to make the best of the situation over the summers and they both grew up in neighborhoods that had like a lot of kids so there was just like a lot of you know running around riding your bike doing that sort of thing they you know olivia takes that as a great sign of like okay like we have similar backgrounds and maybe that will be easier to shape our future maybe i don't know (laughs) so then the couples all meet up for drinks and Bennett compliments Woody and Imani and says, you know, I think your guys, your energy really compliments each other. And it seems like everybody's getting the vibe that like Woody and Imani are like the, Imani are like the quote unquote golden couple of the season, right? Olivia says she thinks Brett is really great. And Henry, ooh, gets a little sassy, you know, for Henry. we're talking about like you know maybe he takes a little bit of he he sprinkled a little bit of salt on the situation it's it's not not like lowry's not an adobo situation just a little tiny sprinkling of salt he's looking over and he's like you know what didn't like brett when i first met him we get the flashbacks of him like being wasted and hitting on his friend at the bachelor party and he's like I, Olivia seems like a really great girl. I don't think that Brett is here for the right reasons. And I am going to keep my eye on him. Like, okay, Brett. Okay. (laughs) Maybe Brett is feeling like he, like everybody else, is that he should have been paired with Olivia. Like, do you think he's seeing like, maybe this should have been my partner, not Christina. Mm. I don't disagree with you on that, if that's how you feel, my guy. So, Christina asked uh, Amelia, like, have you asked Bennett if he knows math? Because at the bachelorette party, uh, they were going around saying, like, what's, like, a weird or, like, little thing that, like, you would want to have your partner be able to do? And uh, Amelia's thing was that she wanted her guy to be able to do, like, complicated math equation so Christina is like oh do you know what um six times six is and (laughs) thank god Bennett's able to say 36 he's like I did get nervous so um so Karen says that she and Miles have upgraded from strangers to you're my stranger and then Karen explains this by saying you know you know you see those people in your life like you know I have like the security guard at my building or the lady that I see at my bus stop. It's like, there's a familiar familiarity there, but like, you don't really know them. And so she's like, you know, he's like that person that I look to, but it's like, I know you, but I don't know you. Like 
there's like a comfort there, but you're still a stranger. Christina really loves that. And she's like thinking that Karen and Miles are kind of where she is with Henry. Um, Someone then asks about intimacy and Brett says, you know, like, we've just decided to keep that thing, that part of our relationship private. But like, you know, there's a lot of chemistry between us and we're both happy. Bennett says, you know, well, we've, we've been smooching, you know, (laughs) but he does say like, he's really actually curious about what other, uh, the other couples are. Um, and you know what? I'm sorry, princess. I, I think I like Bennett. That's my truth. That's my truth. Would I be friends with him? No, but like in a group situation, I think he would be the one that I'd be like, oh yeah, like, like I'd be like Woody and Imani, like, oh, we'll hang out with them. They seem pretty chill. Um, it seems like Woody and Imani have gone the furthest than everybody physically in terms of like the shower that they took together and you know, they go around and Christina's like, you know what, we're really taking things slow and we get a little quick uh, interview talking head of Imani being like, mm. <laughs> Christina says, you know, like Henry's not really an aggressive guy. That's what I'm kind of used to with my exes. And he's just not really like that. And I'm kind of having to learn to adjust. Woody, completely correct, is like, honestly, like, I think they have a weird dynamic with each other. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Christina is looking around and at, particularly at Woody and Amani and she's like feeling kind of jealous of everybody's progression. She's like everybody just has a level of comfort with each other that we don't really have me and Henry and she's you know she, you can tell that she really feels badly about that and I can't say that I blame her like I it would be hard to be with somebody like they don't even have like a real rapport with one another like it's just like her trying to dig things out of him and him like halfway responding and you know at least with Karen and Miles they like smile at each other they make eye contact (laughs) with each other and it's you know they can have a full conversation that doesn't reach a dead end when Henry answers a question you know I part of me wonders like is this production who's exaggerating how awkward Henry is or is it I mean it seems like that's really him if his father Henry the third has anything to say about it like this does seem really like it's Henry's personality and like even if let's just say like Christina was like in Karen's position where she was like I don't want to be physical yet but like I just want to get to know you and lay the groundwork I would still feel I understand why Christina feels jealous and kind of like we just don't have anything and it just feels like work and at least like some people it feels like there's an ease to our relationship so I get that um Amelia then asked Henry why he signed up for the show and he was like well Honestly, like, my brother just kind of talked me into it. I've really never done anything crazy at all. (laughs) I've never even approached a woman before. And everybody's like, oh, Lord. (laughs) Christina especially, like, oh, God, what did I get matched with? I think 
like, make no mistake. This is, like, if you guys watch 90 Day Fiance, um, it's sort of like Brittany and Yazan, where, like, I know that Yazan is not, like, the perfect man, but compared to Brittany, he ends up looking so much more reasonable. And now, because Christina is clearly, like, she's proven to give us shades of, like, brat, spoiled, stuck up. It's, like, it almost, you forget about that because Henry's so difficult to communicate with and at least she's trying to have a conversation with him. Like, she could be, and I think we all expected her to be, like, over it and, like, acting like a brat, but, like, she's trying with him. She's pushing him to do things in, like, a very nice way and... Yeah, she's trying. And so the fact that Henry's so difficult to talk to, like, she ends up looking better in comparison. If he were as communicative as, say, Miles, like, I think the picture would be very different. If she had gotten paired up with Brett, ah, I really would love to see that. I really wish that they would just flip the script and be like, okay, Brett, you get Christina, Olivia, you get Henry, like, let's just see what happens. I really wish legally they were able to do that, but too late for that now. So we're back with the couples kind of individually. Woody and Imani go out to dinner and Woody's like, so what did you think of everybody? And Imani's like, yeah, they were, they were cool. But honestly, I it's very clear that we are the two that are most connected with each other. And Woody's like, yeah, we are. But I think people assume that we've had sex. And that's why they think that we're so close. But the truth is, like, we actually communicate really well and we actually get along really well and we're vibing and, like, we're feeding off each other's energies. And Amani's like, yeah, like, I, I really like that, but I'm a little bit worried that, like, once we get physical, that connection that we've made may fall to the wayside a bit. Like, we might just get so into each other, like, we don't place you know the importance of the the you know the groundwork that we have laid and the work that we have done on a mental level and on an emotional level like I'm just afraid that like we're just so horny for each other that like once we you know break that wall so to speak that it's just gonna be all about the sex um she tells Woody about her ex being married and not knowing that he was married and He's like, whoa. Um, he's like, you know what? I have to admit to you that I have a past and, you know, I've done not so great things in my past, but, you know, like I have done the work to be in the place where I do want to be married. And Imani's like, you know what? I would never make you pay for the past and what other people have done to me. Um, but I have to admit that, like, I am used to being in situations where we connect with each other really early and then things fall apart. So there is that little voice in my head that says, maybe this won't work. Uh, so they go back to the room and they cuddle and Amani's like, uh, it scares me how into you I am. <laughs> and 
they hop into the shower again. Woody is very giddy and he's like, maybe we're going to have sex that, that tonight. Like he's like literally like shaking and spoiler alert, they don't. But Woody, you know, in the morning, he's still very happy. Um, Miles and Karen also go to dinner. Karen tells Miles about her ex having a child behind her back. And she's like, you know what? There were other issues between us, but obviously <laughs> a child was the biggest one. And Miles says, like, he always wanted to be like that guy, meaning like I wanted to be in a committed relationship and I've always tried to make it work with the relationships that I had. And I have been in like 10 serious monogamous relationships in my life. Now keep in mind, Miles is 26. Karen thinks that's a huge red flag, which I disagreed, but then I went back and agreed with her later. And I'll, we'll talk about that. She's like, I'm just worried that maybe he just hops from one girlfriend to the other and I'm number 11 and I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe, but like, also, you could be Olivia, you could be number 46, <laughs> so maybe you should be happy to just be number 11. So Amelia and Bennett, they're laying in bed talking to each other and Amelia talks to Bennett about his childhood he says, you know, like he was mostly raised, his mom really pushed him to be in theater. So he says, like, even though I'm Jewish by religion, I kind of feel like theater was like a second religion for me. Then he says, like, I was very close with my sister and we used to have sleepovers. And Amelia's like, oh, yeah, I used to have them with my brothers as well. And then he reveals that his mom had cancer for a good bit of his childhood and that really shaped him and it really made his childhood sort of like he developed a lot of angst and he was very aware of mortality and the potential of losing somebody who is so close to you. And that really shaped the person he is today. It was like, I'm kind of like an anxious person. And Amelia's like, oh, wow. Well, my childhood was like really happy, really great. A plus couldn't have asked for a better situation. So we know from the beginning of the season that her mom was a doctor, her dad stayed at home and raised them. And she says, you know, my mom wasn't really around a lot because she was working, but when she was around, when she got off work, she was so present and we really just like had her full attention and it was so much fun and my life was just so great and I have nothing to complain about. So Sorry about all that childhood angst that you build up, but mine was awesome, <laughs> basically. It seemed like... It, I wonder... This conversation kind of worried me. Because I wonder if... Amelia... Like... Doesn't have the capacity to... To, like, deal with deep issues... And this kind of comes up later. I just wonder, just her lack of response to Bennett's sad childhood concerned me. Like, she really didn't dig deep with that. She was just like, oh, well, my childhood was great. 
that worried me. So back to Olivia and Brett. Brett says, you know, I really like Olivia and he's pulling out all these buzzwords about how much he likes her. And that, of course, is until he finds out that she's not opposed to peeing in the shower. This, I think, is like a 50-50 issue. For what I hear, like, some people are like, think it's the most disgusting thing in the world. Other people really don't care. She didn't say that, like, she makes a habit of it. But she it ha- she has done it. So, he's, you know, not, not into it. But he, he bounces back. So, then they go to breakfast. And he reveals to her that he has been engaged before. She's admittedly, like, a little put off, and she's like, so what was the deal with that? Like, did you guys... So she cheated on him, and she's like, did you guys try to make it work? Like, what happened there? And he was like, yeah, we did, but the condition was that she couldn't cheat again, and then she did. So, there you go. He then brings up Olivia being single for three and a half years, and he's like, I'm not judging that you chose not to date, but I couldn't do it. And she's like, I, I get that, but I took the time to really get to know myself and there were some lonely nights. I don't like coming home to just my cats. I am now at the point where I'm just ready to start my life with somebody. And he actually, I think takes that as a, a good thing. Like, okay, well, she's admitting that this is something that she's ready for. Great. Can't relate, but great. So now we're moving on to like excursions. They have Woody, Imani, Miles, and Karen go on a double date with one another. Miles is saying like, you know, maybe this isn't where I, as far as I would like to be with Karen, but I'm really happy to be with my best friend. This is the first time in the show that they've actually paired uh, best friends with each other. And I actually think, like, if Karen and Imani, I, I would feel, if I were them, like, I would feel so lucky. Because you really get to see how your partner really is because they're with their best friend and they, um, you know, you get to see how they really are, how they are in a friendship that they really get along with. Like you get to really see the real them and not just the person that they're trying to, who they are when they're trying to impress somebody. So they're in the van going on the way to speed boating and Imani says, they're asking, Karen asks, like, how are you guys getting along? And Imani's like, we're getting along great. I'm actually really surprised because I'm not used to vibing with somebody this early in the game. And I actually want Woody to touch me. And I'm usually not like, I don't want to be touched, but like, I really want him to touch me. And they're like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> then we find out that Miles has been calling Karen a cougar. And Imani's like, I am going to hit you in the back of your head. Like, don't call her that. He even calls her seasoned. (laughs) I would be mortified 
she's only 30 he's 26 like calm the fuck down miles seems to think that this is a compliment and woody's like dog that is not a compliment stop calling her a cougar you're acting like cougar is a woman who intentionally goes after younger men to like train them and she's like he, miles is like yeah that's cool like i'm into that i like that <laughs> and karen's like Thank God they said something because I hate that he calls me a cougar. I do not like it. It's very annoying. And thank God it really actually bothers me that they said something. So then they go out on the speedboat and it seems like the guys kind of are like testing the women. But the girls love it. Everybody has a great time. They by far got the best, most fun excursion. So much fun. It looked like a really, really great time. They're loving it. So then they break off into twos and we get a scene with Karen and Miles and Karen's like, well, how, why is it that you've had so many serious relationships? Miles said that he's very traditional, that he's always dated with the intention of marrying but he actually really hasn't dated anybody in the past two years because he wanted to figure himself out. And it's like, not to say that there haven't been people around in the past two years. I just haven't seriously dated somebody. So this is where I kind of changed my mind about his monogamous, serious relationships, right? Because you're saying you've been in 10 serious monogamous relationships in your life up until you turned because you're 26 now so up until the time you turned 24 and that is a lot that's a lot karen says like i've only been in like three serious relationships since i turned 18 so i'm just wondering where's like were you dating with the intention of married back in middle school high school what's what's the deal here? <laughs> like, at wh- what point do you, you know, serious relationships are fine in middle school and high school or long-term relationships, but how many of us dated people quote unquote seriously in eighth grade, ninth grade, and really thought like looking back can genuinely say that I dated this person with the intention of marrying them. And this wasn't like, just a teenage situation where I was like, Oh, I'm going to marry this guy. We're going to be together forever. Like if you can say now in your adult age that then you were very serious about marrying somebody, I think that is a little concerning. I'm going to give her that. So he, (sighs) Miles then kind of flips his script on her and says, Karen, I could also sit here and tell you that you having not been in a, in a lot of serious relationships could be cause of concern, that your lack of experience could be interesting. And she's like, you know what? You're right. You could. <laughs> you could. He, Miles kind of says that his whole life, he's sort of been a little bit more grown like not to toot my own horn but at 26 I am a teacher I'm a leader of students I 
have been in this leadership position at an, a young age and it's not like an ego thing, but I just feel like this is just how I am. This is just what, this is just me, just Miles. Uh, and Karen seems like she kind of accepts that. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So then we get to Henry and Christina. <laughs> this was so funny. So their excursion was to go into this, like, I think they called it a sludgery. Or basically you kind of go like, it's not like a spa mud bath situation, but you go into this area where there's like a lot of wet mud and it's just kind of like a fun thing. So on the way there, they're walking to this area. I think this is all in the resort, but they're walking to this area where it's a steep incline street and all of the buildings are on a slant. So like think Leaning Tower of Pisa. Everything's on a slant. All the buildings are like, you know, on either side of the street, it's like one big block of attached buildings and then another big block. They're all like at a 30 degree angle, let's say. So <laughs> they, Henry's like, oh, I think I'm going to get sick. They walk up the stairs of one of the buildings just to like, you know, it's a little bit disorienting. So they walk up the stairs to one of the buildings and by walk up the stairs, I'm meaning there are maybe upwards of six steps and like a little pathway. I don't think any of the buildings are usable. It's just like built. Like, I don't think you can walk into any of these places or maybe they were just close at the time so they walk up into to the door to one of the buildings like i said five six steps tops and like a little pathway to the door maybe 25 feet max right <laughs> and i was like oh god my legs i'm not gonna be able to walk for a week so th <laughs> then they go into this place that has like a very it's, like, kind of a fun house. Like, one of those places that have been popping up lately that's very, like, Instagrammable. Like, just, like, a fun place where you bright colors and you can take pictures in front of. And <laughs> there's one small square in this building that has a trampoline. A trampoline that is barely enough for two people, right? So they're jumping, and by they're jumping, I mean Christina's jumping, and Henry is just bouncing his knees up and down <laughs> because he's 
too scared to jump on the trampoline. <laughs> and he goes, oh my God, is there a hospital nearby? I think I may break my ankle. This is the craziest thing I've ever done. And y'all, I don't think he's kidding. Bouncing your knees up and down on a trampoline is the craziest thing that Henry has ever done in his life. This isn't even a trampoline that is on stilts. It's one that is built into the ground. So you can't fall off. (laughs) You can't fall off of it. Like, oh my god, Henry... Oh, jeez. Jesus, take the wheel. He is flipping out. So then they go into this cave to go into the sludgery. And to be able to go into the pit of mud, you have to kind of, it's like a slide. And on either side of the slide, there's two slides that are next to each other. On either side, there are poles, like handrails, so that you can push your way down If you need to, but keep in mind, this is a slide that has water on it. So really, you just have to do that one initial push and you should be able to slide down. Christina, in the one slide, is like having the time of her life. She is backwards, getting the mud in her hair, kind of floating on the water and like really taking in the experience. Henry is hand railing it all the way down. head up so that his head his hair doesn't get dirty Christina's like can you not even at least dunk your head just dunk your head back I'm not telling you to like fully dunk your submerge your body into it just dunk your head back so you get some mud in your hair like try anything new Henry (laughs) he can't do it cannot do it he is like, you know what? I'm, I'm using a lot of different muscles to try and survive in this mud. <laughs> Who raises child? Who, like, did he just sit in a bubble his whole life? What? He must really, uh, the pandemic must have really been a relief to him. Like, oh, I don't have to leave these four walls. What a relief. I don't have to go outside. And... <laughs> bear the dangers of like rolling my ankle while I'm walking at a very slow pace poor guy poor Christina (laughs) so then we're back to Amelia and Bennett they are walking along the resort and they find this giant chessboard Bennett's very excited to play and Amelia's like me like I don't play chess I don't play I don't know how to win but even though this is really not my thing and I really don't want to do it, I will do it because Bennett seems really excited and I'm into it. I'm not, I don't mind pleasing my husband. They play, start to play chess and it's like one of those big chess boards where like, you know, it's like a whole big thing. It's not, you know, it's like a ground chess where the pieces are like two feet tall, that sort of thing. Um, they put, Pull Bennett aside for an uh, interview, and producers are like, So, do you have a crush on Amelia? And he, like, looks off camera. They're like, Are you looking to see if she can hear you? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I guarantee you she can't hear you. And he's like, Well, yeah, I do have a crush on her. Like, I do. And he starts to giggle. 
they get more a little deep into their past and Amelia's like how do you think that like your past that you told me about meaning you know your angst that you've built up because of your mom's cancer do you think that that has affected how you act in your relationships and he says yeah really does like I am really very deferential I'm more of a pleaser and I really am into making sure that my partner is very happy to the point where my exes have actually felt guilt and like they were kind of taking advantage of me because I'm so selfless and Amelia's like oh great well you stuck me with a guy who's too nice like whoa it was me like obviously being sarcastic then he's like well how have you been in past relationships and she says there's really never been like a big breakup a big fight we hate each other or anything like that it's just been a situation where I'm attracted to independent men because I'm an independent person and eventually that independence gets to be too much. And he's like, well, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, like for one thing, I move a lot. And he's like, she's like, you know, like I went to school. I, you know, I'm possibly going to have to move for a residency and I might have to move again after that to find a job. And then it's like, well, what, what do you think about moving in the future? Do you think that after you find your job that you will still kind of have that bug that you might be always looking to travel and stuff? And she doesn't answer the question. She's like, what? Like, oh, I, I was trying to think of like what move to make in chess in the chess game what I didn't hear you she totally doesn't answer the question and I wonder if this is just like on the part of production like don't answer this question you guys are on really good footing and we kind of need to create some drama here so Amelia don't answer the question but then also I kind of feel like given her lack of response to him saying that he had all this childhood angst maybe she's just like a person who isn't into conflict and I think she likes Bennett a lot so she doesn't want to give him the wrong answer I don't know I'm very curious to see how this goes so lastly we get to Olivia and Brett and their excursion is that they get to do monkey bars (laughs) so we're going from Miles, Woody, Imani, and Karen, who get to go on a speedboat. Olivia, or Christina and Henry, who get to go to, like, a fun little town and do a mud bath to having to do physical labor, basically. (laughs) Challenge each other to monkey bars and have to go over, like, one of those... I I don't know. Like, they're basically doing, like, army training. Like, let me climb over this wall, pull on a rope, and go over this six-foot-tall wall of wood. Ugh. Couldn't be me. Then it ends up breaking the calluses on his hands because the monkey bars were so difficult. When they're done, Olivia's like, so, do you 
want kids? Like, what's your deal with that? Because last episode, we found out that she's really not into the idea of having children. Brett, do you, like, think that you would be a good dad? Are you motivated to have children? And Brett's like, yeah, I really do. And I think having nieces and nephews has really reignited that desire for me. Like, I think I'd be really good with children. I want them. But on the other hand, if my partner doesn't want them, I'm not going to force it. Like, if we're not going to be in it 100%, both of us, then there's no point. And Olivia's like, you know, honestly, I've never really seen myself as a parent. I have nieces and nephews, and I love them very much and all that, but it's a lot of work, and I just don't think I'm into the sacrifice of having children. But if the relationship progresses, and I would be open to it, and I just feel like this is more of her trying to appease him, I think she really doesn't want to have kids. And if your only motivate, like your only motivation to have children is the fact that your partner might want them, that's not good. I I feel very, I have very strong convictions about like people couples and children I'm with Brett here like if you guys are both aren't a hundred percent then don't do it really don't because it usually is not going to work in your favor I I think it's a complete deal breaker in a relationship if like I'm 50 50 on having children meaning I could have them, I could not, I'm open either way, but if I probably would not be with somebody who did not want to have children, I would want to be with somebody who's on the same page as me being like, we'll try, but it's not going to be the end of the world if it doesn't happen. So if you guys aren't on the same page, I don't know, I mean... It's not like they chose each other. So, you know. And honestly, I don't think the relationship is going to work out. So maybe it doesn't matter anyway. But those are my thoughts. Those are Kara's thoughts about children. So we end the episode. Karen and Miles go to sleep. And Miles is like, how about we sleep on the hammock tonight? And Karen's like, great. Karen loves to sleep. And I get that. They sleep on the hammock together. Woody and Imani are, again, talking about how close they are to each other. And Woody's like, you make me feel very vulnerable. Like, so vulnerable that I think, you know, like I'm falling for you. And they take yet another shower together. That shower is really seeing a lot of action. More so than Christina could ever dream of. And that was the end of the episode, y'all. I, like I said, I'm really liking this season and I'm happy to, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. All right, y'all, we will join each other again next week. And thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.